This is the Cowboy Mike Show, episode 4. Welcome to the show. And, yeah, and uh, I was just making sure see if you could hear my brother shouting. Um, according to TimCast.com, the Ottawa police say they have enlisted the help of child services, have... They have enlisted the help of child services and have not ruled out taking the trucker's children. And by that, I'm assuming you know that I mean the truckers from Canada who are doing a convoy called the Freedom Convoy from, well, across the country of Canada to the capital to protest vaccine mandates for travel between the United States and Canada. They are also protesting mask mandates, all sorts of mandates now. Well, with this, it has been... The Ottawa police are now contacting child services in order to take the children away from people protesting against an authoritarian government. The government has not ruled... Well, okay, the government has not ruled out taking their children away. It hasn't said it's going to, but it hasn't ruled out the idea. It is openly talking about the idea it is more important than the fact they haven't ruled it out. But it is openly talking about the idea. This is from... In the True North News reports that over 100 of the truckers involved in the demonstration brought their children with them because they'd be gone for a long period of time. That seems reasonable. To make sure that your children are safe by bringing them along with you if you're tr- tr- going across the country. The police have asked the Child Welfare Agency for advice on how to handle the situation as the city prepares to crack down on protests. That, that is a very serious problem in general. The city is preparing to crack down on people who are honking their horns in the street. That's the only thing that's happening. They're driving across Canada... And they're honking their horns in the street. Thousands, tens of thousands of Canadians are crossing Canada in trucks, honking their horn in order to get the attention of the government and say, you have to release these mandates. Because truckers are the life of this, con- of this country, of Canada, of every country. If you look across the world, there are pretty much everything is brought and traveled and brought around the world by movement. Do you think that Los Angeles produces enough food to feed its population on its own? Truckers bring that food into Los Angeles. Without truckers, Los Angeles shuts down. Without truckers, Boston shuts down. Without truckers, every major city in this country shuts down. It is the life of this country, the blood of this country, the only thing that keeps us going are these truckers. And it's the same thing in Canada. If anything, even more so. Because their central area, at least ours, has a population and a climate that you can survive in effectively. Canada is extraordinarily cold. And most of the middle area has such a low population that it's much lower than even Wyoming or Alaska. The They're trying to go from place to place, but... I mean, there is not enough people in these rural areas to travel it, to make it go on their own. It requires these truckers. And these truckers are saying no to these mandates. 
Yeah, almost 25% of 418 trucks have children living in them. Children who could be at risk during police operation, said OPS Deputy Chief Stephen Bell. Oh, they could be at risk during what? During the police operation? No, not during the protest. They're not. These children are not at risk at any fault of their parents. If they're at risk, they're at fault. It's the fault of the police in this scenario. The Ottawa police are the problem here. The Canadian police are the problem. It's they are going on on protest, perfectly peaceful protest. There has been one act of violence in this entire protest, and it was against the trucker. It was against the trucker. The only act of violence was a driver who crashed in to several truckers, and this driver was connected with Antifa. This driver was connected with a lot was connected with Antifa and they drove in and they intentionally crashed into several truckers who were out of their vehicles at the time. Or people involved with the protest, not all of them were truckers, but people involved with the protest that included the truckers. That was the only violence that has been used in this protest so far. It was against the truckers. We have cities, we have ha- we had cities burning down in America and we didn't do anything. But in Canada, in Canada, when they have people honking their fucking horns, well, all hell breaks loose. Because, well, because peaceful protest is what gets people convinced. Pe- peaceful protest scares Justin Trudeau because he knows it'll work. They're stopping, these truckers, they're stopping society they're not the fact the problem is that they're not delivering these goods to these big cities instead they're protesting this is a good thing for society as it will actually get these mandates out but it's bad for trudeau because as shortages happen he looks bad and that's why he's doing this that's why the police are doing this because they will look bad when the shortages happen. But the thing is, this is a bad situation either way because they will look even worse if they go after these peaceful, these entirely peaceful protesters. And that's, well, it's what they're doing. They're going after these protesters. They're lying about them. They say, oh, there was a Confederate flag. First of all, bullshit. Confederate flags exist, sure. But in Canada, there is no significance to a Confederate flag in Canada. Why would someone be flying one? It doesn't mean anything. It was most likely an agitator. And second, they kicked the person out. The truckers kicked out the guy waving the Confederate flag. They're lying about these protesters. They're slandering them. They're making them look evil. And they're not doing anything. They're just honking their horns. And they're winning. Wonder how I know these protesters are winning? Here's another article from TimCast.com. Towing companies refusing to move Freedom Convoy trucks despite government contracts. These tow truck operators in Ottawa have been asked by the government to remove these trucks against their will, and the towing companies said no. These towing companies aren't just random towing companies. They have contracts with the government. They're breaking their contracts 
They're breaking their contracts in order to do what's right and protect the freedom to protest across the nation of Canada, across the city of Ottawa. The truckers said that they will not tow these trucks until the mandates have been removed. The, the, like the tow truckers, not regular truckers, the tow truckers said they will not move these trucks until the mandates have been removed. They Now, this isn't just truckers anymore. The tow trucks are joining. The regular people of Ottawa who aren't involved with truckers at all are now protesting in favor of the truckers. They're going against their government. I didn't think that this libertarian movement would start in Canada, of all places, but it is. But I would expect that it would start from truckers. I would expect this kind of movement to start from truckers. I wouldn't expect it to start in Canada. Canada is not the type of country that you would norm normally expect to have this type of movement. Canada is filled with authoritarians and bootlickers, typically. Bootlickers, people who just lick the boot. They are perfectly fine being stepped on, walked on by the state, as long as they feel that it's legitimate because the government says it is. This is what happens in a nation where their whole history is, I'm going to accept the rule of the crown. I mean, the Canadians never rebelled. They never revolted. Well, there was one minor rebellion one time. It was put down immediately, and they never tried it again. Canada has a history of licking the boot of authority. And to this day, it still does in most places. But it seems like that is turning around, and I don't know what it is. I don't know what happened, but now that is turning around, and these truckers are winning. Those few people who are willing to fight back now have, most likely, the majority of the population on their side. They certainly have the regular people and the working class, and the, um, the people of Canada are going to fight against these draconian mandates in which somebody must have performed a medical procedure in order to be to do pretty much anything in this in many countries now and Canada was one of them and now people are fighting back this is the only way we can change society we can bring back government we can bring like bring away government intervention take a, take down the government and institute freedom is through these peaceful protests because as long as we if we fight violently all we'll do is make ourselves look like idiots all you'll do is put fuel on the fire give them something to point at and say look these people are crazy and they're violent that's all you do when you do when you act violent, when you protest violently these Canadian truckers should be an inspiration to all of us. They should be our way, they should be our goal. We should do what they do. If people are agitating, purposely trying to make us look bad, like waving Confederate or Nazi flags, kick them out. If people are acting violent, kick them out. Keep it a solely peaceful protest that makes a point, blocks something, uh, Nonviolent civil disobedience. That is how you win 
in sixth generational warfare, where you, where you are, it's a war for information. And if they can't find a way to make you look bad because you've kicked out all the violent people, you've kicked out all the, you've kicked out all the people waving racist flags, and you've been completely peaceful and got your point across, what are they going to use against you? That is how you get the message out there. That's how you fight for freedom, and that's how you win. In Canada, they're winning. The truckers are winning because the police can't do anything about it without making themselves look bad. And they have failed over and over. I guarantee that if people, if the Canadian police start taking the truckers' children away, they will lose. And I think that they, that this is going, if that happens, it's going to be a last resort for them. Because there's no way that they are stupid enough to think that the people will just take that line down. There's no way that anyone, even a, pol a Canadian pig, is stupid enough to think that these truckers are going to stay peaceful if their children start being taken away. If they start ripping their children from their hands and putting them into the arms of the state. Why? I, I don't understand where the concept that that's a good idea would come from. You have a bunch of angry people in vehicles and you say, I'm going to take their children away. Like, that's, that's not a smart decision. It, it never will be a smart decision. And I guess that's just what's going to happen is that if that is that they're going to take these children away if that's what they decide to do. Again, it never says that this is their intent, but implies that it's very likely a possibility that they're going to take the children away. The truckers will start being violent, and then they'll say, "Look, violent rioters! Now we can arrest them all, and we can put them in jail for rioting." And well, maybe that's the only way they get out of it. Maybe this is their last resort of sort of inciting the truckers through something that horrible. But I don't know if the Canadian people are going to fall for that either. I don't think the Canadian people will fall for it. I don't think anyone can look at that and say, hey, they took the children away and the guy got violent and think, oh, well, well the, the truckers are at fault here. I don't think anyone can look at that and come to that conclusion. Unless they're completely brainwashed. I mean... It's, if they take their children away, it's just political persecution of dissidents. And this isn't just a Canadian problem. Here in America, according to Fox News and many other art outlets, but this article is specifically Fox News, Representative Nels accuses the Capitol Police of secretly taking photos of documents while in his office. No case investigation was ever initiated or conducted into the representative or his staff, the police chief said to, said to Texas Rep. Troy Knowles. A Republican accused the U.S. Capitol Police, or the USCP, of placing him under investigation and taking secret photo of constitutionally protective legislative documents in his office. 
Nels blasted out press release on Tuesday with the accusation saying he was placed under a probe in which the USCP officer entered his office and took a photo of his private congressional material protected by the speech and debate clause, Article 1, Section 6 of the U.S. Constitution. That is, according to Fox News, that's what he said. And, well... I believe the exact re- the response it doesn't say it on here, but I've read several other things, and I think the response from the United States Capitol Police was that they had entered his office, but they were doing it for they had entered his office, but they were doing it they were doing it because they saw his door was open. Now that doesn't sound like a rebuttal to the fact that they took his took photos of his information at all, and. Here, the representative also accuses Speaker Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi, the same person who before was saying we should not speak, allow our our athletes to speak up about the similar things that happened in China. Now it looks like she's acting like a Chinese government official as she says, well, not says, but she is basically, as she is now being accused of weaponizing the Capitol Police. A court of weaponizing the Capitol Police against her political opponents. The January 6th Commission is doing just that. In all cases, the January 6th Commission is weaponizing Capitol Police. Alex Jones stood up and he said, do not go in the Capitol building. He told them to stay peaceful, that the other people want them to raid the Capitol building, and that it will just turn on them. Yet, he was taken, and he was investigated. For what? Telling people to remain peaceful? It's... January 6th commission isn't a commission to investigate January 6th. It's a commission to prosecute Republicans. To prosecute dissidents. Just like what's happening in Canada. Here in America, we are prosecuting dissidents in our own way. We are just allowing them, allowing the government to begin to prosecute us, to convict us, to take all of our information. Because we're scared of some people who walked in a building, took some pictures, and walked out. It's it's fear-mongering, and it's... Another show of direct authoritarianism from this administration and from our government, just in general. Ever since the foundations of our intelligence agencies, of the CIA and the FBI, we have been allowing ourselves to be persecuted. We've been allowing ourselves to be persecuted for longer than that. But the most severe crimes come from the CIA, the FBI, and the ATF. Those, in my personal opinion, are the three most disgraceful organizations in all of the United States of America. The three most disgraceful organizations, private or public, in the United States of America is the ATF, the FBI, and the CIA. Those three organizations have been persecuting American citizens for years upon years, for decades, for the ones that have been around for decades. They 
They persecute people for exercising their constitutional rights. They go after private citizens for no reason. And they specifically target dissidents. People who go against what the government wants them to do. But there is some hope that maybe we are seeing a rise of people willing to bring back this freedom that we once had. To start bringing down some laws, despite what what some government organizations would want us to do. According to Reason, which is a libertarian think tank, but also Post News, Reason... The CDC stands firm on universal masking in schools as blue states abandon that policy. New York and Massachusetts joined several other blue states that have recently lifted face mask mandates. The new governor, Kathy Hochul, a Democrat, said businesses will no longer be required to enforce masking or vaccinated customers, a mandate that was scheduled to expire on Thursday and will not be renewed. Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker, a Republican, said he will let the state's school mask mandate expire at the end of this month. Two states that have been very firm on COVID mask mandates, two states that have been very firm on regulating people on deciding what people can do on making on restricting people's rights are now letting it go is it because they've begun to realize that the american people are fully turned against them now that the american people are prepared to fight these mandates just like the canadians are and that they want to do it now that they want to start lifting these now before we start our own freedom convoys, before we start our own massive protests, massive peaceful protests that make them look like idiots, that turn everyone against them, that turn everyone against all federal authorities. Is that what it could be? It seems like the only explanation on how they can do a complete 180 on what they believe. I don't think that they care. Especially if their whole thing has been we're going to listen to the CDC and every word that they say. No, I'm more than happy that my home state is beginning to lift these mask restrictions. And that the Governor Baker is going to let these expire. But it doesn't fix what he's already done by creating them in the first place. And it doesn't help me think that this was all for that he was just misguided. Just like all politicians, they're not misguided. They're evil. They're not misguided. They know what they're doing. There's a reason they won political office. They're not stupid. They're power hungry. And they realize that something that they went into, something they went for, that they want to do, is no longer acceptable, that they're going to get removed from office over it, that they're going to lose all influence they may have had even after they resign in Baker's case, where I don't think he's running for re-election, they'll lose all influence because nobody will want to hear from them because of these policies. And now they're thinking if they get out now, if they get off of these policies now, they have a chance 
at winning. They have a chance at keeping their influence and their power. Because that's all politicians care about. And that's all I have to say for today. Remember to share this episode as well as the whole podcast as the fight for freedom must contain the spread of information and ideas or we will not maintain our rights. Have a good afternoon, everyone else, and I apologize for missing yesterday. I was not, I was feeling really, really bad, like mixture of sick and just upset, but very sick, very upset, just not good at all, and I wasn't able to record, and I apologize. So everyone, have a good night. This was Cowboy Mike from the Cowboy Mike Show.